I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello, my money-saving comrades. My name's Graham Clark, and I'm excited to be with you again this week on the Money Stepper Savings Challenge podcast. This is a podcast made by the Money Steppers Savings Community for the Money Stepper Savings Community. It's designed to help us all achieve the goals that we've set for the 2015 Savings Challenge and make that journey to financial freedom much more friendly and enjoyable. Are you ready? Let's get going. Don't limit your challenges. Challenge your limits. Jerry Dunn said this. He's the head coach for a men's basketball team in America, Tuskegee University. Tuskegee University. Not really sure how to pronounce it, but that doesn't matter. What he says is important. Don't limit your challenges. Challenge your limits. And that's what we're doing together in the Money Stepper Savings Challenge every week of 2015 and every month of 2015. One challenge simply isn't enough. Setting our net worth goal and our savings rate goal for the year, it's all good and well, but let's do these monthly challenges together as well to help us progress to get to where we want to be. And that's what today's episode is all about. We're going to take a look back at how everyone got on in the February challenge that I set and I'm going to set you a new challenge for March. Before I do, just a quick reminder to let you know that there's still some tickets available for Master Investor 2015, the finance event in London on Saturday, April the 25th. Tickets are usually £20 each, but for Money Stepper readers, if you head to moneystepper.com forward slash Master Investor, That'll take you to the tickets page of Master Investor, which will already have the promotional code entered and you'll be able to receive up to four tickets for free. I would certainly encourage anyone who's interested in finance or investing to head along because, as we've said recently in our articles about the benefits of attending conferences and events, there's always something new to learn, there's always someone new to meet, there's always something new to do. So get yourself on over there if you're in London around late April. Okay, let's have a look at my February challenge results and we'll also have a look at some of the submissions you guys have sent in. Right, well I'm pleased to report that I succeeded with the February challenge. As a quick reminder, the February challenge was to earn some form of side income 
that you'd never earned before in the past. It didn't matter how much it was or how long it took you to earn that side income, but the idea was to learn a new skill or a technique or discover something new whereby you could earn money in a way you'd not thought about before. I did two things. One, I signed up to Quidco Surveys, completed a survey for a very, very small amount of money, which actually took quite a lot of time, so I'm not going to recommend that necessarily to anyone. Um, But I also signed up to a service called usertesting.com. And this is quite simply user interface testing. And you can either on your smartphone or on your iPad or on your desktop uh, or Mac or whatever else, you can go on to the site and you can review either products or websites of some big companies, some big name companies. And they ask for your opinions on certain things. They give you a scenario and you you fulfill that scenario and essentially you just talk at your computer. You tell them everything you're thinking, how you're feeling, what you think about all the sites. And about a 15-minute test pays between 10 and $20. So it's much better paid than surveys and I find it a lot more interesting to do. So Graham Clark, February challenge, tick. How about you guys? Well, it's quite early days, only the 3rd of February when I'm recording this, but I've already had some responses when you've sent in your submissions with some comments added on how you did in your February challenge. So let's run down a few. Um, Marianne. Marianne registered for a new credit card in the month, which she intends to pay off uh, every month so she wouldn't incur any interest. Very sensible there. Um, but that credit card that she signed up to came with a $100 bonus. That counts as some side income. Well done, Marianne. Mr. Captain Cash. He worked a little bit of overtime. That's fine. Doesn't really count, though, because I'm sure he's worked overtime in the past. But he also sold his road bike. That's an action he wouldn't usually take and helped to build his net worth somewhat. Weenie. This is an interesting one, not one that I've come across before. She earned £6.31 reviewing music online. That seems like a great idea because if you enjoy listening to music and you enjoy giving your opinions, then the combination of the two and getting paid for it seems like a brilliant idea. If you could leave a comment on the show notes of this post explaining what you what site you used and how you reviewed the music or even what music you reviewed, I'm sure that'd be quite interesting for people. Also, she didn't end there. She earned another £22.90 recycling an old mobile phone handset. Again, brilliant. How many of us in the past have just just left an old mobile phone handset in the drawer or just thrown it away because we didn't think we needed it anymore? There's some sites out there where you can send it off. They'll send you an envelope. You send off your phone and they'll give you some money for your old mobile handset. Good work, Weenie. Kylie. Kylie Ackers, who we interviewed in the last podcast. She mentioned she was going to sell her monitor on Gumtree. She was hoping to get £100 on Sunday when... Uh, the lady buying it turned up. Fortunately, that lady did turn up and she paid the £100 in cash for the monitor. Again, good work. Uh, next, we have Tim Waterley. Now, Tim uh, is new to the challenge. He joined in February, but that didn't stop him getting involved in the February challenge. So no excuses out there for any other people. And I liked his comment. He said he's gutting his house of all the stuff that he doesn't use and he's selling it all on eBay particularly like the phrase gutting his house of all the things he doesn't use but it's good i get a great feeling from from having a a clear out of the house often there's stuff laying around that you don't use it's a bit of a mess so if you can get it all together and you can ship it all off on ebay all the better the last comment i got was from nigel w which took a slightly different approach 
and it's something I think we should all think about and a, less, a great lesson to learn, actually. He said he didn't do the challenge in February. He didn't chase a side income. Why? Well, it's because he had a very busy month at work and he's paid for every hour he works. Now, he struggles to find a side income or a side hustle that pays the same hourly rate that he could from working overtime. Equally, he has almost endless availability of additional overtime to do. So very sensibly, Nigel didn't take his time to perform these tasks. And this is a lesson about valuing your time. And it's a great lesson. I see quite often people indulging in activities like swag books or other things online, which when you work out your hourly rate, it's very, very low. Um, I've actually written an article on this about entering online competitions and how your average chance of winning, even if you focus on the on the competitions with very little uh, participation, so there's very little competition in your in your contest, and equally one that perhaps uses some element of skill rather than just luck, even with all of that, you will really struggle to earn anything more than minimum wage. So what's the point? If you're doing that, you might as well go out and deliver pizzas for a couple of hours a week and earn a little bit more doing that. So it's important to value your time and to understand how much certain activities are costing you and how much you can earn in that time. And actually, you can apply that across not only your income, but also your expenses. For instance, I know several people in in Nigel's position who they can work extra hours. So instead of, say, putting two hours aside at the weekend to tidy the house, they will actually have a cleaner come in. Whilst you may think, oh, that's painfully middle class of them to have a cleaner come in and what a waste of money. If they actually do spend that two hours productively and their income that they earn is higher than they'll pay the cleaner to do the, the work in the house, then actually they're profiting from that process. So take some time. Think about what things are costing you and what your potential income earning ability is every hour that you're performing those tasks. And then you can prioritise your time accordingly. So thanks for your comments there, Nigel. It's good to think about that kind of thing. And well done everyone else for their results in the February challenge. I hope some people, especially Weenie with our online music reviews, have taught us something that we can maybe do which we haven't done in the past. Good stuff. What about the March challenge then? What have I got in store for you guys this month? Well, I am going to challenge you to change one very small thing about yourself or about your daily routine which will lead in some way to self-improvement. A couple of rules with it. It can't be something that you've ever tried before. You have to stick it out for the entire month, even if you don't think it's going too well. And that's it. Okay? As long as it meets those criteria, it can be anything at all. Let's take a common example of of goals people have, a fitness goal. And you might have a goal which will be defined in Smarter. (laughs) If you go back to the goals podcast we recorded, I think it's session two. But you may have some goals around losing weight, as an example. Now, if you do, you can make one small change to be able to move towards that goal. But it can't be a change you've made in the past. So, for instance, if you've tried running more, don't try that this time. If you have tried a certain diet or a certain method of of cutting back on certain food types, don't try that either. Don't try anything you've tried before. Instead, go out and learn something new, a new technique, which is generally accepted as being a positive thing. So for this one, it might be something I've just recently come across again. The changes that 
Tim Ferriss suggests in The 4-Hour Body when he says, uh, within 30 minutes of waking up, have 30 grams of protein and just make that one change, nothing else. And that's what I want you to do in March, okay? Not necessarily 30 grams of protein within 30 minutes of waking up, but I want you to set and submit to me and to everyone else in the challenge via the comments in the session notes of this episode what you're going to change in March, okay? So I'm going to include mine in the comments as well, but I'll tell you on here. Mine is going to be how I listen to podcasts. Talking about a podcast goal on a podcast. My idea is twofold. Well, my overall challenge to myself is to become more efficient and get more out of listening to podcasts in March. And there's two ways I'm going to do it. Firstly, I'm going to clear out the podcasts in my subscription list, which aren't adding any benefit to me. Okay, there's plenty in there. The most common are probably uh, the podcasts which talk about investing in specific stocks or even trading in the shorter term. Now, having a flick through uh, my iTunes subscriptions, I've probably got six or seven on based on that because, well, I've just listened to them in the past and I've carried on listening to them. No, I have CNBC's Fast Money. I have uh, several podcasts from The Motley Fool. I have uh, Andrew Horowitz's report. I have plenty of others. I can't even remember them right now. But I'm never going to get anything out of those because my approach and the approach that we suggest on Money Stepper is passive, long-term investing in low-fee index tracking funds or ETFs. And I don't need the traders on Fast Money to tell me that there's some hot stock in America right now. In fact, it's contradictory to what I'm trying to achieve. All these shows do is make me think, oh, maybe uh, maybe that is quite interesting. I'll go and check that out. And half an hour later, I found myself back to square one where I think, oh, no, I'm doing the right thing, passive investing. I'm not going to do that. But within that half an hour, I've just wasted time looking at PE ratios, looking at the, the performance in the last few months, looking at the 200-day moving average, all these kind of things, which I don't really care about. So part one, clear out the podcasts which aren't adding any value to my life. Now, I've done that before, so that's not new, you might be saying. So, the new part is, I'm now going to start listening to all the podcasts on 1.5 speed. And this is something I've seen suggested on other podcasts, and a lot of people actually listen on 2 speed or even higher. Now, the first time you do this, I've tried it this morning, it's weird. You struggle to understand what people are saying. You think everyone's speaking too fast, or clearly they are now. (laughs) And it becomes, as Greg said in the conversation I had with him this morning, Greg, participant in the challenge, the podcast might stop becoming fun and they start becoming a bit of a chore. But I'm pretty sure that in the short term, this is just my brain getting used to it. So I'm going to stick it out for all of March and I'm going to try and listen to it. Because if ideally my brain can get used to listening at a faster speed, and it can digest all that information, I can actually then profit from 50% more content in the same time frame. So there we are. More efficient listening to podcasts. That's my March challenge. Take a couple of days. Think about what you want to set yourself, something you want to improve in, and then something very specific, very small, that you're going to change in that month, which will lead to self-improvement. And as we all know from the Money Stepper Savings Challenge, accountability is key. So add it in the comments of the show notes. They are moneystepper.com forward slash Feb challenge results. 
or just go over to Money Step and it'll be the first post probably on the page or very high up there. And in those comments, add what you're going to try and achieve and why you want to achieve that. Good stuff. Let's move on to our Good Feel News Article of the Week. Well, this is a heartwarming story about the cold. So on Thursday of last week, it became clear that due to the continual heavy snow in the Cincinnati area, that schools in the area would be closed for the fifth straight day. Now, some of these schools were in the very poorest areas of Cincinnati, which are among the poorest areas in America. And in fact, at some of these schools, and one school in particular, over 90% of children were eligible for free lunches. And the principal was concerned that these free lunches were supplied because uh, their family's income were very low and they couldn't afford really to put the food on the table. And they were worried that in this snow and in these conditions that many of these children were going hungry. So the principal actually reached out to the teachers and he got together two dozen of the teachers from the schools to go around and knock on the doors of all the children from the schools and actually deliver the food to them to ensure that these kids in the poor neighbourhood didn't go hungry and they got fed. That's a pretty nice story. I like that a lot. Um, there's some figures in there about how many families in the area struggled to put food on the table from week to week. And so this wasn't a publicity stunt. This, I don't think this is something that generally needed to be done. Um, so well done to the principal there and to all the teachers involved. And that is definitely going to act as an inspiration for us later in the year for our challenge. Okay, I've got April's challenge already in my head, what I'm going to set, but May's challenge, I think, will definitely have something to do with giving, uh, being generous to others and, and giving to people who are in, in greater need than we are. I will link to that article in the show notes so you can have a read. There's actually quite a good video and a news report there as well. And that is it for another show. Uh, next week, we'll be back and, excitingly, we'll have the full roundup of February's results. We can have a look at how everyone's doing. Again, we'll have a look at some overall statistics. Uh, If anyone hasn't yet submitted, as ever, if you can get your results in as quickly as possible. And there's been some great comments that people have been adding as well. That's really helped me understand how the group's getting on. Um, And it helps us lead to a conversation which can hopefully help you as well. So I would encourage everyone to leave some comments in the comments box uh, when they leave their submissions. Take the time to do that. We can have a look at some some of the best successes, uh, some people are struggling and whatever else next week as well. And then the following week we'll have somebody on to discuss their progress in February and how they're feeling about the challenge at this stage. Uh, something else I've noticed is that a lot of people are doing very well and we might have to again reevaluate some people's goals upwards, which is always a nice thing. We'll speak about this in a lot of detail next week, but... We won't push them up too high because the markets have been on a tear and that's certainly helped a lot of people in the short term. But then again, we don't want to let our goals languish behind what we're actually achieving. So we'll cover all that next week. But until then, keep on climbing. Imagine the 
the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 